What's good, people? <laughs> it's your boy, Icarus Gray. And this is Gray Area Anime, the most wonderful podcast of your day. And we are back with another one. I, I said back with another one. Hey, back with another one. Uh, <laughs> we are back with more anime discussion, manga discussion, and overall geekdom. Um, as I've said before, I'm your host, Icarus Gray. And today, <laughs> we continue one of my favorite series, the Teach Me Senpai series, which allows... Uh, for my partner in most crimes, um, not all of them, but most of them, <laughs> um, the one, the only Bible study girl, AKA BSG. But over here, sometimes I call her Re. Hi people. Um, it's your girl, Sarita, also known as Bible study girl. And you can go over to BibleStudyGirl.com right now if you want to. If you're in need of some inspirational messages, um, if you're having a bad day, you can go over there and read any of the number of blogs that I produce. You know, I've been coming over here to visit my brother for a long time, and I don't promote BibleStudyGirl.com. I probably should. So get on over there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. But today we are continuing, like I said, Teach Me Senpai, and we have been watching The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting, and this is our review of episode seven. What typically happens is I allow Bible Study Girl, BSG, aka Re, to tell me what she thought of the episode and ask me any questions that she has. And as her senpai, I do my best to explain uh, with all of the wealth of knowledge that I have um, and bring her from preschool to kindergarten to hopefully one day graduating to be a master like me yeah right now i'm still in nursery i ain't even made it to preschool because preschoolers <laughs> are like walking and like potty training and stuff and i'm not there i'm a babe in <laughs> anime <laughs> uh, but so what did you think of episode seven Glad you asked, brother. Stuff got real in episode seven. You know, they left us with a cliffhanger. Uh, Messiah went nuts at the end of episode six and was like, I'm going to kill Kirishima. <laughs> like, dude, you're literally standing outside the gates of the prison. Like, chill, bro. Just breathe the fresh air. <laughs> but no, he is like murder. And so when episode seven opens, I'm really, okay, I need to know why who he is, number one, because I had no clue who he was. And I need to know, like, why he want to kill my homeboy? What Kirishima do to him? Well, we we find out in this episode what <laughs> Kirishima did to him. Okay, what Kirishima did to him was bad, but dude is just crazy. He's just like one of them psychos from way back. So anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So he meets up. Apparently, he's in another crime family. So now that he's out of jail, he's like having a meeting with his boss or whatever, the boss of his family. Who, side note, we're going to get into that, I'm sure. The boss of his crime family is an idiot. <laughs> Pure, unadulterated idiot. And 
what would you call the guy that is helping the boss, the first that's lieutenant his, or whatever? Yeah, that's his first lieutenant, yeah. His first lieutenant has a lot on his plate. His first <laughs> lieutenant is like, I could see in his face, like, dude is dumb. He's keep making messes that I need to clean up. Like, he tries to guide the boss, yeah. but he's like, you know, I'm trying to respect my role. <laughs> I, I'll explain that part later, too, because that is also a trope that I would not... Mm, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So okay. just you can let's, oh, let's, you can let's, explain let's it later. So Messiah is tripping out because his boss pretty much is like, "Dude, calm down, Kirishima. Like you just get out. Like just you know, just enjoy life." As a matter of fact, Kirishima is like he's a babysitter now. Like he ain't even he ain't even on no thug stuff. He is straight up just taking care of the boss's daughter. Well, baby, you would think you would think. That the boss had told Messiah that Kirishima was out here. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of something. Kirishima was out here. You would have um, just thought that he told him that he like. You would have thought you he told him that he's a snitch or something is what you probably right. Thought. Like it just was like unbelievable to him. Like ain't no way you lying. You lying. You lying. Like it ain't no way that's true. So yeah. Messiah's on a mission. He's like. I, I, I gotta get, gotta get with him. So, what ends up happening is Messiah is like on a mission to find Kirishima, and what do you know? Bumps into Kirishima and Yaika outside of a stationery store. Mm -hmm. You know, Yaika's all like rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> Messiah sees them and he's instantly outraged. And he's like basically trying to push up on Kirishima and Yaika's like, is this your friend? <laughs> <laughs> she confused. So who shows up again? Ray Chan. Right. Ray Chan back up Ray in this thing. Because I feel like Messiah tells Kirishima, like, bro, I'm about to end you. And he like, I don't even know you. Like, what are you talking about? You about <laughs> to end me? Like, I don't even know you. And Ray Chan is like, as soon as he sees Messiah, he's like, Messiah, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And he's like trying to remind Kirishima, like, yo, remember when we went to the donut shop? I was asking you if you remember Messiah, you know, this is the dude that used to hang with us. So we get to see the backstory of how all three of them know each other. <laughs> At least the first part. Because they were, because because it, it makes it seem a certain way that I'm glad that they kind of cleared up later. So we get to see the backstory of how they know each other. They all went to school together, middle school, basically. Yeah. They were all in middle school together. They were all outcasts. And that's how they ended up hanging with each other. Uh, and hanging is a loose word because Raichan was the only one that was really hanging with either of them because the, the two of them had other goals, which I'll explain a little bit, but they do go into more of why uh kirishima like is the way he is so i can't give too much away but there are tropes that i will be able to talk about at what point 
for this episode? I guess or? we're kind of at that point. Yeah. Uh, so one of the tropes that I do want you to understand, because you haven't asked the question yet as far as I know, uh, but one of the tropes is the battle-crazed person that like always goes around and wants to fight the the strongest person. It's a, like this delinquent behavior uh, is mostly okay, what so they call that- it. That definitely characterizes Messiah because I'm like, what's wrong with him? Like, why? Um, it, it's like you society didn't really they they show it in two different ways in this episode. I mean, later on with the Sugihara flashback, yes. but it's kind of the same, rooted in the same kind of thing. You know where you can get acceptance, and some people are just battle crazed. Um, it normally shows itself in battle anime or battle manga or shonen manga. Uh, because that's normally the rival's demeanor. Like, they hate the uh, soft-spoken, kind-hearted protagonist because they won't fight, but the protagonist being strong as they are and, like, uh, very mindful of their power. Um, Like, the type of... Like, it's basically a David and Goliath situation, and the rivals in anime are always Goliath and don't understand that this person is David. Well, actually, they understand it a little bit more, which is what upsets them more, because they're like, I just don't understand why you have everything that I want, kind of thing. Um, right. And Kirishima was a bit like him in that way, uh, but they'll explain that later. But, go ahead. Okay, so, um, we kind of get their different characteristics. Uh, Ray, is it Ray Chan? You say Ray Chan or Ray Chan? Uh, Ray. Ray Chan. Chan. Mm-hmm. Ray Chan describes himself as the effeminate one. Um, I can't remember how he described, but he described each of them as to why they were not accepted by everybody else at school. Yeah. And so Messiah, like Joe said, has the battle craze trope. I couldn't understand it um, because Messiah, they're doing the flashback to when they were in middle school. Mm-hmm. So Messiah looks at Kirishima and he's like, I need to find, you know, I, the, a worthy opponent, like the ultimate warrior, basically. Yeah. Goes up to Kirishima and is like, I'm going to battle you, basically. I'm going to fight you. And Kirishima's like, uh sure it picks up a rock cracks him in the head like <laughs> he's out of there um and a, you would think that would make him sit down i'm gonna tell this story uh speaking of battle craze i almost called you by your name on my show but icarus gray was a battle craze young man as a child he was ferocious for no reason um and i have been taught by my parents to respect my little brother you know he's a baby leave him alone he's like a young guy so maybe he was like five and i was nine but he had a real bad like he was very like he wanted to fight and i was not allowed to fight him back like he would just hit me all the time so we were spending the summer with my grandma in st louis and i don't know why Icarus Gray was hitting me that day. I don't know. He just, I don't know. He wanted something. I had something he wanted anyway. And my grandma was like, girl, what is wrong with you? Why are you letting this boy hit you? I was like, well, mom and daddy told me I can't hit him, you know, because he's just a little kid. And grandma was like, tear his blank up. (laughs) 
is not gonna learn if you let him sit up here and hit on you like that. Oh, summer of great release for me. But I said that to say that Icarus Gray was much like Messiah, a battle crazed young man. And you I promise you, I was not. I promise that, like, here's the thing. <laughs> About a lot of days. Like, yeah, I could be a brat about stuff that I wanted, but I also know that my sister, much to her own, like, just acts like she has treated me with the sweetest hands or the sweetest non-manipulation in the world. I'm pretty positive that in some of those instances, it was based off of, like, yo, can I have my thing back? Or can I have this? Or whatever. I'm just saying, like, no. I'm not, like, I wasn't just out here. You were like, about to, you look, can ask, like, call my grandma right now. She would like, tell you. I'm like, not out here just like, fighting everybody. Like, I wasn't looking mm -hmm. for, like, the strongest person in the world or fighting whatever. I was just a a slightly energetic. You just knew that you could battle. You just knew that you could battle me and I wasn't going to fight back. Until my grandma said, light him up. And I was <laughs> like, yes. But... <laughs> But no, I'm very different in that regard because it's not like I stayed with the same energy and continued on that path. <laughs> you did okay. I said when you were a child, yes. bro, uh -huh. like no, you were mature. No, no, no. And unlike Messiah, like once I started battling you, the fire died. You were like, you know what? I might want to do something else with my life. But Messiah, it just bubbled that energy up. He was ready to scrap, like. In his mind, he had found a worthy opponent. Kirishima was it. Um, at some point, he joins a Yakuza family. But the the clear difference, I think that that was interesting to me in terms because they show the same flashback twice. The first time they show the flashback, uh, Messiah walks up to him. He gets hit with the rock, and then you know Kirishima calls him a weakling, and he kicks him. But then the second time that you see it, they show it again, but they show the Messiah was just like, yeah, this is what I was looking for. You, right. you not fin And Kirishima was like, what you're going to do is let me go. Now, he didn't say that because Kirishima is, you know, not a man of many words. And then he kicks him, which which show more of like, no, nah, he came looking for this fight. It wasn't like. Kirishima just was, was right. Was Kirishima didn't come up to him to he didn't want no smoke. Like Messiah definitely came to him. Like I'm picking a fight with you. I want you to fight me too. You like my rap, my rhyme? I'm I'm I think so. Somewhat. You you love it, and that's why I'm gonna be on the next album. Anyways, so uh. Right Chan also points out, like, yo, Kirishima, you don't remember? You're the one that gave him this scar on his forehead. You know, like, dude, you scar him for life. You don't even remember that? I think he had, like, a faint recollection, but it wasn't like... Oh, no, he uh, ended up remembering. It's just, he goes, oh, okay, I remember. Like, but I right, didn't think like, nothing of that because that, that wasn't important to me. Dude had been on Kirishima's mind. I mean, on... Must Kirishima had been on Messiah's mind all them years, and for Kirishima, it's just like a a fleeting memory. It's not something that stands out. So let's flash back to this idiot boss. <laughs> the first lieutenant is like, "Yo, don't Messiah seem a little out of control to you? Don't you think we need to like rein him in?" Because the boss was talking about how. This is why I say the boss is an idiot and he's like not even aware of how inappropriate he is. 
So the boss tells a story about how uh Yika's so cute. Um matter of fact, he had asked Yika's dad if he could have Yika for a day because she's just so cute. And the lieutenant is looking at him like, yo, you really said that? More like cause at the cause the 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 other core part of this is that they're in um they have a working relationship and I can't really think of they have an association with that. That's what they said. Uh, with the Sakuragi family um, <laughs> because you really don't want to be on the other side of them. Right. So like, bro, why would you do that? Like, that's so inappropriate. Why would you say that? And the boss is just laughing like, I don't think he liked it and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, you weird and you real dumb. So anyway... Oh, so what I want to explain, because they don't get back to him. They they get back to him. So here's the thing I want to explain about the Yakuza boss. So, yeah, people can be dumb, but there's also this thing that they use in anime like the, oh, you look dumb, but you are still not to be played with. And I think of him as one of those characters, because anybody that's a boss, there's something about them that made that put them in that boss position. So, yeah, right. he is like dumb and in in that sense of like interactions or whatever the case may be but uh he is probably somebody that is definitely about that action i don't know if he comes from the same family as uh who they show at the end of the episode i'm gonna get clarification on that later or in later episodes we'll get actual clarification okay so then we we Okay, so I can't remember which order it happened, but uh, we the in the second half of the episode we go to uh, Sugihara um, going out to handle uh, some business for Kirishima. Right, because Kirishima is unable to attend, but we get a glimpse of his backstory and that's that's after he after the business meeting so it's to end after up the, the yeah so it's after the meeting so before that uh the to end the thing with messiah the boss and the lieutenant go and pick him up and apologize for any trouble that he's caused or whatever while they're on the street outside the stationery store i guess yeah. the lieutenant has gotten through to the boss like yeah we need to go get him and yeah. so they drag him because <laughs> <into the car. laughs> he's going like nut. Uh, really, I'm what I'm asking you anyway. Um, and uh, so they fast forward to that. We're at the halfway point of the episode now. They do the halfway uh cut ins, cut out, which is also a thing that uh is also very prevalent, is because they know that they're gonna have their commercial breaks. So even when you're watching things without commercial breaks, they're still you'll know. In that's all the halfway anime is point. The, the halfway point. You know, I guess I should have asked a question about that, and it's been burning in my mind. I think anytime something pops up, I should, but like it's hard to yeah. like make notes because like I'm having to read yeah. and then like trying to scribble <laughs> out my question real quick. But that is a yeah. question I have. Like, why do they cut it off like in the middle and do like these? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, anyway. that, that's the commercial break that we obviously don't have to deal with because we're watching it on the streaming services now. But right. they are still so. uh, very, um, very uh, centric to uh, um, 
the 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 TV and and TV watchers and when they're watching, uh, we get um, the subbed version either the same day simulcast uh, that you know they have teams and stuff whether it's Crunchyroll or Hulu or Netflix or wherever they're um, it's a lot better than what it used to be. Cool. So I love you know Sugihara has been quite goofy and emotional throughout the course of this series. So I was excited to really get to see his backstory and see where he comes from. You know, basically he's like a disappointment to his parents. The one thing he's great at is stealing and that makes him feel good about himself. It makes him, I mean, it gains him friends. Um, and that's like really his self-esteem boost, like stealing, boosting the best things. Well, he steals and steals and steals. And then he steals from the wrong lady. It's a little old lady who owns like an antique shop. And it's one of his favorite places to go because she's quite often sleeping. So he goes in there with the intent to steal. And who's in there? Kirishima. So I'm assuming the antique store is part of their turf. Uh, not even so much a part of their turf, but a place that the boss likes to go because he does like antique things. Right. And they just be knowing who's like around. This is the shop we go to sometimes. And therefore, like it could be considered their turf, but they're not the type of Yakuza that, uh, like that they're extorting people. Right. So I was saying their turf more like. Like, this is our neighborhood. Don't come around here causing trouble to our people. Not like they're making money off of it, but I felt like he was trying to protect the lady. So he's, Kirishima's basically like, well, I, there was this antique pot here. I really want to, you know, I was coming to look for it and blah, blah, blah. And, Sagahari is like, oh, the one with the leaves or whatever the descriptive. He was like, well, how did you know it had leaves on it or whatever? So, um, Kirishima is known as the, was it the demon? Yeah, the demon of Sakuragi. He's known as the demon. And so, Sagahari is justifiably concerned about his health, safety, and well-being um, once Kirishima gets on the scent that, hey, I think you stole this. So he pretty much asks him where it is and he brings it back to the boss's house and is like, well, you know, at least we'll drink some tea or something before I handle you. Yeah. And pours Kirishima this tea and like I said before this he's been getting his validation from stealing because he's so good at it you know and that's what people have been complimenting and he was saying to himself well in his head like I hope I hear one good thing before I die like because <laughs> dude is about to murder me uh, so like I said Kirishima has him go make him some tea and um Sagahari makes him the tea and pours it. And Kirishima's like, you make good tea. And he was like, oh, I could die happy now. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I could <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you want me to make you some more tea? I can make some tea. So 
do you know why Kirishima decided to spare him? I don't think he meant to do anything to him anyway. It was just literally like in his brain, just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Like even when he made the tea, I think it was just like the scare tactic because if he was going to end him, he wouldn't be like, do this for me first. It was just okay. his whole, you know, the, the detached thoughts that he kind of has sometimes, but it was very eloquent to show the two different roads of like delinquents and, how they kind of set up the the backstories of people, whether it's your parents weren't around, they didn't really care about you, they had really extreme expectations, or they just disrespected you a lot. And so we see Kirishima spared his life, and they give him a place in the family. So fast forward to Kirishima's not able to go handle the meeting with the guy Pretty much, he tells Sagahari, like, everything is in place. You know, all you got to do is dot, 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 set everything up, pretty much. And was that guy not the governor? Uh, I feel like no, he called him he, governor. They, he was a president of a company. Oh, president. Okay. I'm like, he called him something to him. <gasps> so he was a president of a company. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they set up some kind of deal or arrangement Kirishima had. Mm-hmm. Sagahari's just there to like, you know, get him to sign on the dotted line. We're gonna, we gonna, we gonna do this together. Sue, Sugahari. Sue, no, just do it with me. Stop, Su- like, stop jumping. Gee, Sugi, ha, ha, ra, Sugihara. There we go. Sugihara is just there to finalize the decision yeah. to get the man to sign on the dotted line. The man is like, they've sent a fool in <laughs> instead of Kirishima. He's scared of Kirishima, but he's not scared of, oh boy. <laughs> so he's like, okay, that sounds good, but how about we change the arrangement? I wasn't really comfortable with that number. Let's lower the number. So you think to yourself that old boy has gotten over on him, but he really hasn't. Like, I guess they just needed proof of what he's doing behind the scenes. Is that what the. Um, well, so basically he he was trying to uh, give a deal of something that I, the president probably wanted them to uh, move people out of their home and help them with help him with his real estate takeover basically okay. and they had no proof that that's what he was doing and so they needed Got to get it. the proof that that he was doing all kinds of bad stuff to people in their uh territory Damn. yeah which is another reason that made me feel like um kirishima's presence in that store was because they cared about the people of the community that's another thing that made me believe that it wasn't about necessarily like we are getting money from your property, but like yeah. this is our community. Like, yeah, you need so to mess up our community. They they run more like an old or how the old Italian mafias used to run, or even how like uh, the Black Panthers ran in the sense that it's like it's about the community and the betterment of the community. It's not about you know extortion and and taking people's money like. The people that are around, we want them to do good. We don't want drug dealers and all this stuff in our neighborhoods. If we go into that 
area, we do it outside of our, our neighborhoods and out of, outside of, uh, we don't want anything negatively influencing the community because the community is the lifeblood of, of what it is that we're doing. Right. Um, but the president was, uh, like I said, he was very surprised the fact that he's like, it wasn't a real deal anyway. We just needed the proof. And so it really didn't matter what numbers you threw out today, bro. Like, we got you. Did he unalive that man? No. You see that, like, like you see it later. Like, now. Like, he's in the car. Yeah. And then yeah. you might now, um, later on. Because uh, he threatened to unalive that man. He was he like, did. I could. Any any final words before I hang you out this window? <laughs> um, and then uh, not Messiah, but Mashiro later on probably does unalive that man. Okay, but Sugihara did not because that ain't okay. Sugihara's bag. And it was also explained by Ray Chan, I think. Yeah, I think it was by Ray Chan later on. I about, thought you said repeat after me. Oh, Ray Chan, my bad. <laughs> I get caught up in it too. I'm not. I'm not dismissed from this, but sometimes when <laughs> if I don't hear the names often, I mess up on them. Uh, right. Kirishima and Yaika is is very easy for me. Uh, but uh, so they were explaining, or he was explaining, you know, where uh, Sugihara came from in regards to like, you know, he had a small little group of folks that he ran with in terms of his thefts, and he did not lose fights. Like he wasn't no pushover. It's just Kirishima is that guy. Right. And he's the type of person who is perfect under uh, Kirishin. He is. Because um, he can handle his business. Yeah. He has more compassion, but he can handle his business. He's mm -hmm. definitely much more emotive. But it was a good episode. It gave me a lot of backstory and context. And it's kind of filling in the lives of these characters. The yeah. things that make them who they are today. So I liked it. It moved the plot forward. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is kind of seeing uh, Mashiro finally make a move because you've seen him kind of like do things and kind of like be watching, but kind of noticing that he's he got something in his head that he's planning. He's trying to get like information, um, you know, in taking out that president of that company. He's like, right. I, I mean, I got to take you out because, I mean, you give me the information I need, but I don't really need my boss finding out about what I'm right. doing. Uh, we don't know what he's doing yet, but we can almost but guarantee, uh, you know, it, it's going to involve Kirishima in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, and we'll just kind of see what 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 that uh, what that is, um, which leads to a whole another trope, which is it's it's kind of it's kind of funny where that trope leads uh, when we get to that point. Um, we'll see if I'll be able to pick out the trope. How about that? I am yeah. yet but a babe. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You the have anime. seen it. You have seen <clears throat> it. Um, it's just another version of it. So uh, that that's your hint for the week, and then we'll see once we get there if you get what that trope is. Um, but yeah, continued. They did a lot of great things in this episode. I think they built upon a lot of really the principles I see of slice of life, which is. Uh, a really good backstory, something that makes you connect, that makes you feel for the person. Um, it's kind of a shonen backstory because shonen backstories are normally meant to um, 
they're kind of like Batman. So you know that Batman's parents were Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered uh, in a tragic way. And so he decides to become uh, Batman uh, with the money that he has or whatever. In anime, they use this trope a lot uh, or just use the traumatic experience of something happening to somebody like they're an orphan child or didn't get enough love in the home. And then therefore they're, you know, they're doing what they can to work out of that. Or they got love at home and just didn't have parents, like all kinds of stuff. Like Yika could become a, a shonen protagonist given, you know, what's going on with her mom. Like it, right. it, it's, it's, but the, the slice of life aspect of it is when they go in depth about those emotions and don't just make it a, uh, a starting point to the the protagonist superhero, you know, fighting people or whatever. But anyway, I'm glad that you enjoyed the episode. I cannot wait uh, for us to get to episode eight. We have four episodes left of season one of the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. And we're finally going to actually finish a series that we're watching. And given that uh, Prima Diva is done um, acting for a little while, she does have some other things she's doing. But we're going to get those schedules together so that way we can continue Ascendance of a Bookworm or as I like to call it, Ascendance of This Is My Sister in an Anime um, and her bookworm needs. So hopefully you will join us for that. Uh, we'll be bringing back a lot more of the different segments um, and I'll be doing more in-depth um, why you should watch and what I'm enjoying currently because I'm watching so many animes. I got to figure out a way or not figure out a way. I put together a way to show you what I've been watching at youtube.com slash Icarus Gray. Go there. All the links to the socials are down in the description. So make sure you hit me up on all of those. I do respond um, and we'll see you guys on the next one. A one and a two and a peace.